Let's celebrate the worship team. What wonderful, wonderful uh, ministration this morning. Happy Father's Day again. You may please be seated. If you are sitting there, guy, tell them Happy Father's Day. Oh, yeah. Sometimes the men say that they don't celebrate us enough. I don't believe so. I think we are celebrated. Amen. I, 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 do I have a witness? I think we are celebrated. Amen. <laughs> and uh, I, I, I pray for all fathers here. You will not just carry the title, but you will carry something for your children and your generation in Jesus' name. If, you're, if today is your first time in Victory House, we celebrate that you are here. This is a church where God releases potential so that people can impact their world. If you join us again and again, your story will be the next story. I have seen God move from people from places to places. I mean, I think the real, real, real joy of this work is that God changes story. And your story will be the next that we are going to talk about in the name of Jesus. So please, if the ushers have not given you a green bag, please raise your hand. They will give you a green bag. And uh, in that green bag, find out, uh, find the form there that you can fill so that we can reach back to you after now. And then after service, if you are not in a hurry, I like to take pictures with people. I call it, uh, uh, is it prayer portrait or picture portrait? I call it now. Uh, I've, been, uh, I've been out of town for a little bit. I'm forgetting my protocols. But I take pictures with people and um, I just pray over it. So if you don't mind, I won't post it on social media. Um, I will pray over your pictures. If you take a picture with me, that way I will remember you. And then I will also ask God to remember you and show you favor. And there's one thing I have learned. God answers my prayer. So if you are interested, even if you are not a new person, I can also take a picture with you. All right. After service, just walk up to me. I'll be glad to do that. God bless you indeed in Jesus' name. Amen. Let me, put, um, let me clarify the announcement for July 2nd weekend. There is a soccer match on the Saturday, and then I believe there is a barbecue on the Sunday. Am I right, people? Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. All right. Okay. So please note that down, that the Sunday, Ju Sunday, July 3rd, there will be a barbecue here. So don't be in a hurry to leave church um, so that you will partake of that. All right. This morning, uh, my time is quite far gone. I want to talk about what I call Father Give. Father Give. You say, what word is that one? I just made it up. <laughs> Father Give. Father Give is one word. You can even do hashtag Father Give. Where you are commenting on this message on social media and somebody will ask you which one is that is that typo is it not forgive is it not forgiving no you tell them it's a new word add it to your into your dictionary it is called father give. can you echo it out say father give all right let's look at the bible the bible speaking in luke 15 luke 15 is quite a read luke 15 from verse 11 to 24 luke 15 from verse 11 24 let's go the bible says then he said a certain man had two sons and the younger of them said to his father father give me the portion of good that followed to me and he divided unto them his leaving verse 13 and not many days after the younger one 
or younger son gathered all together and took his journey into a far country and and there wasted his substance with riotous living and when he had spent all there arose a mighty famine in the land and he began to be in want and he went and joined himself to a citizen of that country and he sent him into his field to feed swine and he would fain have filled his belly with husk and with swine did eat and no man gave unto him and when he came to himself he said how many hired servants of my fathers have bread enough to spare and perish with hunger I will arise and go to my father and will say unto him father I have sinned against heaven and before thee and no more worthy to be called thy son make me one of thy hired servants verse 20 and he arose and came to his father but when he was yet a great way off his father saw him and had compassion and ran and fell on his neck and kissed him and the son said unto his father father i have sinned against heaven and in thy sight i am no more worthy to be called thy son but the father said to his servant bring forth the best robe and put it on him and put a ring on his hand and shoes on his feet and bring hither the fatted calf and kill it and let us eat and be merry verse 4, 24 my last verse for today for this my son was dead and is alive again he was lost and is found and they began to marry if there is one passage in the new testament that i like so much and i preach i think i preach quite a bit from this and today i would say i have many messages on this it is this message or is this book here because this book is a picture of so many things that happen in life not just in in, in the family in life you can pick different characters from this book uh, from this story uh, in, in this story we see a man uh, and his two sons uh, and these two sons represent two dimensions of what can even happen even in in the church uh, two dimensions of people that can have given their life to Christ because you see when we have given our life to Christ sometimes uh, we are on we we use or we enjoy what is our benefit and other times we do not enjoy it there are so many people who are, are, have given their life to Christ, but the benefit of redemption, they have not used it. The benefit of redemption, they have not claimed it. The only benefit that they seemingly have is that they have a fire insurance policy. They have a, an insurance policy that will not make them to go to hell. But ladies and gentlemen, Jesus did not die only to give us an insurance policy. That, may, that would have been a wasted uh, adventure. That would have been something too small for him to die for. He died for much more than that. Hell is too small a reason why he died. He died so that he can show a big part of God and that is the fatherhood of God. Oh, ladies and gentlemen, you have not known God 
unless you know the fatherhood of God. You have not known God unless you relate to him as a father. That is why Jesus came. Jesus did not come to start a religion. Jesus did not come so that we can have rules, our do's and don'ts. Our don't do this, don't do that. Some people boil everything about this our relationship with God to that. It's much more than that. God is not looking for robots. God is not looking for men and women who will just do what he has said because he has said it. No, 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 no. He already had that one before he created you. Angels are much more than we are here on earth. Ladies and gentlemen, God has more company than you. And that's why when they tell you to praise God and you feel like you are doing God a big deal, you don't even understand. This guy has people who 24-7, they don't sleep, they don't slumber, and their job is just to praise him. They have all kinds of stuff. And some of them, they do some of the things I like to do where I like to put a song on auto-repeat. Some of them are on auto-repeat. They have a song they are singing. Holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. The earth is full of his glory. Uh, and they have a, a particular song and they keep on singing that song. So that means that God really didn't need human beings. Why did God create us? I personally believe he created us because there was a dimension of him that angels did not know. There was a dimension of him that the, the 24 elders did not know. There was a dimension of him that the beings in heaven never had an idea about. That dimension of God is a dimension that only happens as father. So ladies and gentlemen, God this morning wants you to understand that his dimension is fatherhood dimension. The biggest role that God has, I believe, is not as creator. The biggest role that God has is not even the Lord of the whole universe, the monarch of the whole universe. He has many names. But I believe the biggest role that he has is the role of father. You have not known God until you know him as father. I don't know the father that you have met. I don't know other fathers that have portray the role of father but if that father does not live consistent with the fatherhood of God if that father is not like God I want you to discard that information God is the correct representation of fatherhood in fact this story in the prodigal son story was not about the son it was about the father because the father in that story is God himself. That story was not about the two sons. The two sons were also prodigal. The story was about the prodigal father, but not from a wasteful point of view, to show us how men need to be fathers, to show us how a father needs to relate, even to show us how human beings need to relate. And so this morning, I have come to tell you, have you met the father God? Have you let God father you? Have you allowed the fatherhood of God to embrace you? If your father was not there have you have you come to the father of spirits uh, if your father was not there have you let god be your father ladies and gentlemen uh, i want to tell you that god is the best father you can ever have the bible speaking in a very popular scripture that we know john chapter 3 and verse 16 the bible says for god so loved the world uh, I, I need you to understand that that god that you see in that scripture is not just the creator of the world because the bible now says god God gave his only begotten son so you could have 
entertain that word God there for Father and say for the Father so loved the world that he gave us his only begotten son so we see there that the role of God as Father is very important and as Father he loved us so much and as Father he gave us so much as Father also we understand from Scripture like Proverbs chapter 3 verse 12 says as Father he guides us and he corrects us so in this story of the prodigal son, I can, I can say many things, but because we don't have so much time, let me zero it in. What can we learn from God the Father? What can we learn from this Father in this scripture? Because what happened in that story is what God does to us every now and then. This is us going back to God again and again. This is us messing up big time. This is us having so many things opportunities and advantage and we have not used that advantage but we have messed it up again and again and we have come to him and God always does some things which I believe every father needs to do pretty much every human being needs to do but particularly this morning because we're celebrating father I am challenging father to be like God and in this story we see that the God the father or the father was always given the father was always given what did the father give? The first thing the father gave in this story is that the father gave a listening ear. The father gave a listening ear. If there is anything that is needed today, it's not just fathers that have a role and the title. This is fathers that have and understand the office and know that as a father, I need to listen. As a father, I need to hear my children. As a father, I need, I, I, I'm not always right. I'm not the standard per se. They too can have something to say. I should give them opportunity to speak. I should let them hear their views. I should let them have, know that they can, they can always come to me. Uh, uh, ladies and gentlemen, many of us grew up in homes when our father, where our fathers were not approachable. They felt that being unapproachable was manly. They felt that being unapproachable was something that gave them feathers on their wings and that's how to know a man so that when the guy is coming and you see his car coming from afar off you take <laughs> people take all kinds of signs and people are always jittery around the father ladies and gentlemen you can uh, instill discipline you can be all of that as uh, correctional person to your child and still have a listening ear. In this story the father we saw here had a listening ear. Have you ever pictured it? How can a son come and meet his father to ask for something that should have happened when the man has died? Eh? Have you thought about it before? What he was trying to ask him was look <laughs> in modern day terms, you know what we are going to kill you and collect your insurance, your life insurance. That, 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 it was kind of like what he was trying to say. You know, inheritance usually do not come until people die. So how in the world can this boy have the effrontery? Can this boy have the boldness to approach the father? It's because this was not the first time. It is because uh, the man has always maintained and had a posture of listening. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, I think even this applied to all parents and applied to all people. We need more listening people. We need more people that can listen. Well, not just people that can hear, people that can listen. <laughs> because it, it is one thing for the sounds to enter your ears. It's another thing for you to listen. Listening is with 
the ear of the mind. You don't just listen with your physical ears, you listen with the ear of the mind. Listen with understanding. Listen to understand them and to be in their shoes. Listen to not just be somebody that just said, don't, 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 don't. Let know where they are coming from. Know why they are saying that. Can't try to understand the context and the, 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 the thing that is making them speak like that. Don't say that our culture said this. Many of us, especially many of us that um, we have culture that make men alpha and omega. We just think that uh, culture says that as, as your father, you just listen to me. Let me tell you this. Even God of the universe, when Jesus was here on earth, Jesus will ask his disciples, what should we do? Even though he knew what to do. Asking people for feedback is no sign of weakness. Asking people and allowing people to have an input is not any sign of it. In fact, it is sign of strength. He, one of the things that God has done to humanity is this. God is the creator, but he's not the only creator. He made us also creators. Why didn't God create everything that we are seeing today on the six days? I mean, God didn't create computers, but he created uh, the platform for that to happen. And he allowed man to be. He allowed man to create. He has allowed man. Look at man trying to fly to the moon. <laughs> you understand? I mean, sometimes when you look at some of these adventures, you are thinking to yourself, the guys that were trying to build the Tower of Babel, they were not going to achieve as much as the flying to the moon today. Why did God permit that? It's to tell you that even God allows man. So how can you be a father and not allow your children? I'm not saying that you should condone nonsense. I'm not saying that you should permit them to do anything that they feel like doing. But you should listen to them. You should practice listening. Uh, I think every human being needs to practice listening. If there was a, an art that people have missed today, it is because they don't know the art of listening. Listening is very good. Listening is very good. Especially for we men, we need to practice listening and just listening for listening's sake. Because to a man, every time you hear something, there is this superhero dimension that comes in. You think you have to fix it. Huh? There is this dimension that comes in that you think that I need to have an answer. You think I, I must be planning an answer. You are not listening when you are planning to respond. Huh? You are not listening when you are planning to have an action item of what you are about to do. No, you can listen for listening sake and pause and after a while be able to provide solution. We see that in the story of Jesus many times. The other day when some people were about to kill a woman the Bible said Jesus said something and then he started writing on the ground he wanted to get feedback he was just waiting for the feedback and then he, he took quite a bit and then you know because of that wait for the feedback before you know what was happening everybody had disappeared because they were guilty as charged so this morning I'm, I'm, I'm telling somebody I'm telling the father I'm telling anybody that chooses to hear God is asking us we need to have a listening here what does the father need to give to their child give them your ears the Bible speaking in Malachi chapter 4 verse 6 Malachi chapter 4 verse 6 the Bible said God wants to turn the heart of the fathers back to children he wants the fathers to be able to hear the children in Ephesians chapter 6 verse 4 the Bible even said fathers don't provoke your children to wrath ladies and gentlemen there are many children if parents can just listen to them they are saying what they are saying in a different way I 
saw one one picture this morning and i thought that was so well said and it was a picture of nine and two people standing by nine one person was standing here the other person was standing here and there was nine on the floor and this person was seen nine this uh, this person was seen six this person was seen nine and the question is this who is wrong they are both right so there are many times that from the perspective that that person is looking at what they are saying may not be wrong so if you listen you will hear from their view if you listen you will be able to see life in their own lens because if you see life in their own lens you may even understand a little better so what is god saying this morning god is saying fathers i'm looking for fathers who are not just fathers by name who are not just fathers because they gave birth to a child who are not just fathers because people call them fathers no 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 who are fathers because they know how to listen 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 um, several years ago I think in about 1976 a family life specialist called Delma W Holbrook and his wife they were lecturing and they conducted a survey and hundreds of children were asked to tell them three things that their father said the most three things and these were the three things number one I am too tired in fact, I am too tired was the number one. <laughs> number two, we don't have enough money. That was number, that was the second. And it looks like 1976 looks like 2022. I, I, I mean, does it look like that? Or maybe it looks like the house you grew up in, you know, where father is always like, don't disturb daddy. Daddy is always tired. Daddy doesn't have time for children. You know, children play with mommy. But this morning I'm saying part of listening is to create opportunity for these children to see your humanity. Okay? Even if you are spiritual, very spiritual, come down. Come down from your spiritual horse and let these children uh, feel you. And the last one was this, which I think is very sad and is very cultural too. The answer the children said was very common. Keep quiet. That was the answer. I'm sure some of us have heard that before. Keep quiet. And if you keep them quiet, how will you listen to them? And sometimes, allowing people to give us feedback is more for them to vent, for them to express themselves than for you to even get an information. They may tell you something that you already know, but it's okay to give them that listening. So, in this story, we see a father that gave his ears what did this father give also the father gave an inheritance the father gave an inheritance every father you need to understand this you have inheritance the bible even speaking it says inheritance are from the fathers it says inheritance are from the fathers in proverbs 19 verse 14 the bible says houses and wealth are inherited from the father so every father should understand the inheritance dimension i carry i am i need to do things i need to uh, walk in such a way that I will leave inheritance. Many people, when they think about inheritance, is houses and wealth and all of that. That's a good inheritance. But much more than that, I believe every father needs to give a spiritual inheritance. Do you know why Abraham became the father of nations? It was because he had an inheritance mindset. He had a mindset that if it starts with me, it must continue. It will not stop on me. I will make sure that every good thing I receive from God, I I will pass it down if you have that mentality as a father 
awesome. Uh, the, the mentality that I will not just be the one that is spiritual. I, when I'm coming to church, I won't leave my children to be watching games. Uh, the way some of us teach our children is as if they are dummies. They cannot understand. They are very smart. Bring them to church. Uh, introduce them to God. Ask them to pray. Don't, I mean, don't, don't do every other thing as if, no, these are children things. Uh, these are adult things. Uh, let me tell you about inheritance. Uh, inheritance, uh, you have to start passing inheritance to children when they are active, when they are with you. If you wait to pass inheritance to children when they are far from you, when you are old or when you have died, an inheritance, you don't give them where you are living, they will not be able to appreciate him where you are dead. That is why it has been found that many people that inherited money from their parents, most of them squandered. Only the people that when the parents were alive, were carried along in the family business, were carried along in this inheritance matter, those are the people that will be able to sustain it. Because if you give somebody what you have not trained them for, what you have not prepared for them for, it's as good as wasting that thing. So this morning, just like the father in this story, which is really a, tip, a type of God, God is asking, you give a listening here, you also give inheritance. You need to understand that my role as a father is to leave inheritance for my children. I need to leave a legacy of godliness. I need to leave a legacy of loving their mom. Let me tell you one of the best gifts you can give to your child's marriage. Loving their mom. Some people come and call, they will go and call their sons and say, don't do this to a woman. Well, you should tell him that. But you show him something. Because children learn primarily by watching. Children learn primarily by watching their models, their parents. They, what they see in you, they will eventually replicate without effort. And so this morning I'm challenging fathers in the house. You are the inheritance carrier. You carry inheritance. Be very mindful of that. And ask yourself, what inheritance am I living for my child? What spiritual inheritance? When you yourself, you are not even serious with God. When you yourself, the way you are treating God. And they are watching you. They see that you come to church late. They see that when it is things of God, you are playing with the phone. They are watching all these things. There are things that are taught. There are things that are caught. When you begin to model some things, your children will catch some things from you. And one of the things you want them to catch is something spiritual. Ladies and gentlemen, if America will be saved, ladies and gentlemen, the, the future of our nation, if yes, is in the hands of the young ones, in the hands of the youth, but if that future will be solid, if that future will be real, we have to put back spiritual inheritance. That's why America became what America is today. America became America not just because of material inheritance, but spiritual inheritance. It was a legacy of faith. It was the legacy of in God we trust. It was the legacy that was handed down from the founding fathers. That was the legacy that led to America of today. But if we want to have the America of tomorrow, the present fathers need to begin to deposit spiritual inheritance. You need to let your children be used to the things of God. Don't say they are too young for them to come to place prayer meetings. Bring them if you can. Then take them with you. Ah, let When the child is coming to church, give them offering. Can somebody say amen? Give them offering. I learned how to give offering when I was a child. All these people say, you don't give this, don't... I, I can't even understand. Because I've been, I've been giving this forever. So right now, every Sunday, my children, they even know where the money is in the church. I collected a statue of money. And I said, 
whether I'm in church or not in church, there's money in this drawer. Pull it and take your offering. It's, it's, I, I, I'm teaching them that so that 10 years from now, they, they don't have, it is already programmed in them. It is already put in them because of their father who showed them that this is how we do it. This is what we do. We don't just teach this thing. We don't just talk about this thing. We practice this thing. And when you, they say you practice it, they will inherit it. Don't let them only inherit your anger or your physical look. Some of our children already get angry like us. Don't let them only inherit them. Let them inherit a life of prayer. Let them hear. I mean, today I was I was so blessed. My dad was telling me because we called him, and I was just thinking to myself as I was driving. He told me that he had just left church and he went into an auditorium to pray. And I was just smiling to myself because when I traveled to Dallas, that was what I was doing too. After they finished church, I would go back there and go and pray. I believe I inherited that from them because that was just a practice. I just saw these people praying, you know? So it's not like somebody sat me down and said, I mean, I listened to a message that challenged me a lot, but I saw examples, example of how it is done. If they see you do it, they will do it. Don't say that it is the environment. It is not the environment. Many people give too much credit to America. Oh, in America, this is, who told you that? In your own house, uh, there, there was a Goshen in Egypt. If there was a Goshen in Egypt, there can be a Goshen in America. Your house can be different. I love what Joshua said. He said, I don't care what is going on in town, but as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Before we give birth to our children, we used to say that in our house. And when we give birth to them, every morning when we share prayer together, uh, uh, we make them confess that. As for me and my family, we will serve the Lord. I and the children that the Lord has given me, we are for signs and for wonders. I've been saying it to them since they were little. Even the very little one, she knows how to say it. Because why? I have to give them a spiritual inheritance. If I give them money, they will finish the money. I remember back in the days, <laughs> my grandmother would be saying, I know what I'm doing. And then she'll be spending her money in a way that I'm like, I don't think you know what you are doing. You should give us this money because very soon you will die. Of course she died. But if she had given me money, I would have finished spending the money. And in fact, the currency that he gave, she gave me the money, she would have given me the money. In. If I didn't spend the money, the money would have spent itself. <laughs> By some people that have been just so careless with the exchange rates and all of that kind of thing. But you see, the moral of that story is this. There are things that you can get or you can give people that are coming after you. And it doesn't, you don't have to be a father alone. You can leave inheritance for friends. Amen. You can be a roommate with somebody and by the reason of alignment with the word of God, that person will pick something from you and they will not, never forget from you. You have to live with legacy mindset. You have to be a legacy person. If I show up in any place, I will live it better than I bet it. And when I leave it, I will reproduce myself. I will create more people like me that at the end when I leave, there will be new Pastor Emmanuel, Pastor Yees. There will be new me's there. There will be people that will come. They will do even better than I did. Why? Because I understand understand the power of inheritance uh, that what I have been given I will also lay down for others so what did this man give uh, he gave a listening here he gave inheritance uh, another thing that this man gave was that he gave what I call tough love fathers sometimes I have found that uh, sometimes fathers can be at true extremes there will be some fathers that are unapproachable and wicked and very angry mean and just lashing on, on on the children and the, the other side we have father christmas fathers they just buy everything 
because they don't they are not at home most of the time they now compensate for absence at home with presence let me tell you your presence is what we need your presence are good <laughs> but give us your presence there are too many fathers that are using their presence to buy presence it doesn't work that way what your presence can do your presence cannot do it so don't indulge them it is you can love a child and say no can somebody say amen to that there are so many fathers everything is yes oh you want this one yes you want that one yes i know i can be guilty of that too sometimes sometimes then i've traveled and then they say they want this but i'm learning uh, that uh, if they say they want that the way i i, I go about this let us ask mommy because i know the answer from mommy is always sure and steady can somebody say amen so the, the father in this story gave a tough love how can your child come and tell you i want my inheritance and then somehow you gave him. I believe the father knew he was going to mis mismanage it. I believe the father knew that he was going to mess up. And the father still allowed him to mess up. Now, I'm not saying if your child come and ask you for your inheritance, give it to him. But there are some times you have to let them learn by failing. You have to let them learn by, by making the mistakes. Sometimes as parents, uh, we want to live our li the life of our children for them. Uh, you don't want them to make any mistakes. In fact, I've even found some parents uh, in the bid to help their children. They are helping their children to get to Ivy League school by, by, by messing up the process. Hmm? They mess up the process. They influence the process. They influence the teachers. Even in America, I'm sure some of you remember the story where some celebrities who, who vowed that their children must go to a particular school, they were trying to influ influence the process. They were trying to influence people that were in that school so that they would put their children there. There are children in some other countries that they will pay the teachers to influence the exam. That is not love. That is not love. You need to practice tough love as a parent. And more importantly, as a father, love means that sometimes you don't change. You, you know that this person is going to go through a hard place. You know that this person, this thing is going to be a little hard, but you let them go through it. Because you know that by going through it, they will learn. There are some things that if you excuse your children from, they will never learn. I know that many of us, we don't want our children to go through what we have gone through. But in the name of not going through what we have gone through, we have spoiled them. There are so many children, basic out things they cannot do. It is tough love for children to do dishes. Can somebody say amen? Even I know there's this washing machine and, and all of that kind of thing, but let them know how to do some of these things. It's okay for the child to take out their trash, uh, to learn how to lay their beds, uh, to learn how to do this. Thing. There are so many things people don't know how to do today because no father, no mother showed up. Uh, we didn't show them tough love. We thought that I, I love my child, I love my child, means I should do everything for my child. No, 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 no. You have to make and raise self-sufficient children, children who will bring you glory in the days to come. Uh, and how will you do that? You have to show them tough love. Now, sometimes you will know that these things, I should show my, I should put my weight there, but you won't put your weight there. You just stand and watch. You just allow them to go through it. I can imagine when Jesus was about to die and he was in Gethsemane and he was saying, Father, Father, let this cup pass over me. The Father knew that I can make this cup to actually pass. But what did the Father do? The Father did not do that. 
he didn't make the curse to pass over because if the curse passes over then there will be no name that is exalted above every other name today that means that the pain that jesus was going to go through was necessary so that he will get the gain there are many pains that we exclude our children from because we don't want them we don't know that through that pain they will get to gain and so sometimes you have to say no to the to the to the ipad sometimes you have to say no to screen all the time can i speak about screen all the time this 24 7 be mentored by the screen it's a strategy of the evil one it's a strategy of the enemy because the enemy knows that if i can get your attention i will get your affection if something gets the attention it will slowly slip inside there that's why ladies and gentlemen instead of parenting by uh, digital means uh, we need to still parent with our time and our resources if you need to take a lower paying job uh, so that you have more time at home so be it do it uh, you'll be glad you did that that is how to show love to your children and let me begin to round up this morning as i speak to father and tell them that their children are waiting for them to give uh, their children are saying father give uh, father give you have heard about forgive you have heard about giving but this morning your children are crying and saying father give me a listening ear father give me an inheritance father give me a, a, a tough, tough love and um, also this morning uh, our children are crying like this boy in this story and say give me compassion give me compassion can I speak to men in this house it's okay to be emotional as a man it's okay to feel every human being feels i think there's part of our science that says uh uh is it matters you must respond to stimuli or something like that there's some part of a definition like that that uh every is it every living thing respond to stimuli help me that science why are you looking at me like i didn't go to school eh? excuse me no it's not reaction stimuli stimuli something about stimuli no stimulus package <laughs> i know everybody here you like pastor you prophesied that i don't know about stimulus package <laughs> but there's something about stimuli that uh whether every living thing responds to stimuli there's some level of response from living organisms to stimuli but all these people here they forgot in their school god help you in jesus name i will show you tough love some other time <laughs> and request why you couldn't remember that but here is what i'm saying every man especially father it's okay it's okay to show compassion it's okay to show love and let it be somewhatly emotional because sometimes we have left all this love thing emotional things to women i grew up where men never say i love you to their children i don't know i mean maybe they said it to their wives some of us didn't even hear it from grown up we never heard them say i love you to anybody maybe they say i love you jesus when they say, tell your neighbor, I love you, Jesus. <laughs> Apart from that, we don't hear, I love you. Why will you say, I love you? I'm a man. Strong man. At least. Who told you that? One of the scriptures that should humble any man is John chapter 11, 35. And Jesus wept. Why, why would Jesus weep when, before the guy died, he knew about the thing? He intentionally waited that the guy should die and he told these guys that let's go and wake him up. Jesus knew that he was going to resurrect Lazarus. He didn't, it was not an afterthought. Why did he cry when he got there? Just to prove. 
that big men can cry that big men strong men can show emotions and emotion is not lack of knowledge emotion is not lack of even solution it is just to show empathy and sympathy so it's okay fathers to show compassion and to just understand with your child and not be saying be a man be a man be a man if you keep saying be a man be a man or man up man up man up even for the ladies you tell the lady man up after a while they won't tell you things again that's why they're always talking to mommy that's why mommy knows everything because far the, 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 the dad they've just seen that this person does not get it He's, he doesn't feel he doesn't show feeling he doesn't show empathy he doesn't sympathize with them so i'm challenging you fathers today sympathize with your child try to ask them oh you said he broke his leg and all oh sorry about that oh let me see it uh, yeah do that even sometimes when you are still learning it and just faking it amen <laughs> I, I just did that for the doing after a while you get it after a while you get it after a while you get it. so this man he gave compassion and lastly this morning let me say what one of the things this man also gave he gave a second chance or he gave another chance God is looking for fathers or even looking for people who know how to give people second chances who know how to give people another chance all of us need another chance all of us need people who will not give us on us just at the last trouble that we gave because if they gave us one more chance perhaps that would be our chance to right the wrongs so some fathers have given up I've heard people say I disown you as a father I have said this and I'll say it publicly again. I've told them. I said, if my children do anything bad, the first place to come is home. First come home. And if you live in this church, there are people that have done stuff that I told them, just come up, just first tell me. We I can cry to everything. We'll, we'll fix it. But come come home. Don't run away. Just come home. Just come home. Because you see, that man, the Bible said, a great while while the child was running home, the father knew that the child was coming. Do you know why? He has not been expecting him. He has always been there. Every morning when he wakes up, he will stand and look. When is he coming? He's always going back there. Maybe the guy stayed out of the house uh, for 52 days. Uh, but for 52 days, uh, every morning, probably afternoon, evening, uh, this man will stand and be looking forward and anticipating that this child will come back. I'm going to give him another chance. Uh, he was already ready to receive him. Uh, and this is what I'm telling you fathers this morning. We need to give our children another chance. Uh, even sometimes uh, when they do what is wrong at home, uh, uh, it's not all the time you, you react uh, about what is wrong i have said this if you always react about what is wrong one day they will not take your reaction as anything meaningful because they know that's your your default mood sometimes even with the wrong thing let them come bring them in you are not being you are not being weaker no 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 you are just being strategic you are picking your battles you are understanding that if you there are many times that sometimes uh, some things that they do you 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 tell them that they did it and you say it in a way that they know that you love them because you see many times you can correct uh, and uh, still lose uh, many times you can effect 
discipline and the child will not understand the discipline because you have not done it in the right way. So as a father, as a man, one of the things God is calling us into this morning is to give people a second chance. Because you see, one of the things that God does without effort uh, uh, very easily is give people another chance. Uh, and this morning, he still wants to do that. There are people that have blown it, uh, that have said things, that they, 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 they have made promises, they have told God, I will stay here, I will do this, I will do that. And they didn't keep to it. But God is still standing at the door of your heart uh, and knocking her uh, and saying, will you open your heart? I want to give you another chance. I want to give you a chance at living this life of God. Somebody may even say, I've never given my life to Christ. I want you to, I want to give you a chance. I want you to give, to give you a life that you never have dreamed of. A life that you could not have made happen for yourself. And that attribute of God, he wants us to have it as fathers too. Give our children another chance. Let them don't give up on them. Don't give up on their dream. The way you talk to your children shows that sometimes you don't believe that God can use them. Because a child didn't pass math one particular year and you start saying, uh, you, you don't even know math. You, you don't even know that. No, 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 no. Don't give up on them. If they failed once, don't use it to label them and define them. There are many children that would have succeeded if not that they had a lie from home. You know why they believed the lie? Because they respected the person that told the lie. The lie was told by a father. The father told them they were not beautiful. The father told them they didn't know how to do that thing. And they believed it. I am challenging you, Father, this morning. Don't lie to your children. If it is not consistent with the word of God, don't tell them that that is how their life is. If they failed one at math, if they didn't get the result you expected the first time. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, many of the people that you celebrate today, they were not first time success. They tried second. Some of them, the hundredth time. <laughs> That's when they got it. The people, the right brothers that made the uh, airplane, uh, they, it was after several failure. The guy that made the light bulb, it was after several failure. Can I tell you about many men in Hebrews chapter 11 that were ex-failures, uh, but because they didn't stop, uh, they now succeeded. So, ladies and gentlemen, as a father, as a mother too, as anybody perhaps, you need to learn to give people another chance. Another chance. Don't give up on people too soon. Some of us give up too soon. We give up on our Isaac too soon. The Isaac project may linger. It may not happen the first year God promised him. It may be 25 years after God promised him. But if you don't abandon that project, Isaac will come. Isaac will show up. The Joseph project that you are going to be prime minister may linger. But if you give another chance, look at Joseph. Was it not the story of many, many chances? He failed it at the pit level. At Potiphar level, he didn't get it. But at the prison level, because of another chance, another opportunity to talk about dreams, he got it at that point. And God is saying this morning, I want to give people another chance. And I want them to give people other chances. I want you to speak to God this morning and tell him, I want to be a person of another chance. I want to be a father giver. I want to be a father giver. You can be a father giver even if you are not a father. If you are a woman, you, yes, you can be like your father God. Learning how 
to understand how to listen to people, how to show tough love, how to show compassion, and much more, how to give another chance, a second chance. And this morning, God wants to give people chances. You are in this house, and you want to say, Jesus, I want to receive you as my Lord and Savior. If you wave to me, I would know that you are there. And somebody is saying, I want to come back home. I've wandered far away from home, but I'm coming home. The Bible said that boy came to himself. This morning, if you wave to me and say, Pastor, I want you to pray to for me. I want another chance from God. I have blown the chance that he has given me before. I want another chance. I will pray with you. 